Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Welcome to Off The Cut episode 101, where today is known as Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. That's right, folks. We're recording on Wednesday because Zach forgot his girlfriend's birthday was yesterday. (laughs) Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> and even though we are recording on a different night, we want to continue to remind you that the Green Suitors podcast, the worst podcast available on Apple and Spotify, still sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? Having yet another guest on the show tonight. He's tall. He's handsome. He's trademarked the catchphrase, tow to boat, baby. He's got the smallest nipples in the maker community. You might give Zach and myself a real run for our money on being the top seltzer water connoisseur. He's known by many names, including KJ, Morsels, and of course, Publius. (laughs) Wow. Uh, But you probably know him best as Keith Johnson. Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here. Pubilius. Wow. That goes back to 11th grade Latin class. That's where I got that name. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that bit that you guys used to do on Shop Sounds, where right? It was like every episode, you'd be like, so what do you actually want me to call you? Uh, yeah. I finally <laughs> ran out of nicknames that I had throughout the years, so it's time to... Oh. Well, yeah, we before, to we, before we get started, Keith, you know how podcasting works. You don't make any money without uh, doing ad reads, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, do you have anything to tell people about KM Tools? Uh, KM Tools, <laughs> the best stop block in the industry. When are you going to get a Keith Johnson custom stop block? Do you have one? No. I don't, you know, all this custom stuff, enough already. I know my name. <laughs> I know what my name is. <laughs> well, I don't cut, you know. <laughs> uh, but I do, I know some stuff I do like customized. But anyway, right. back to KM Tools. Yeah. So Cam Tools is for woodworkers, by woodworkers. That's it's in right. their store, it's in their shop. And a portion of all sales goes to the KM Woodworkers with Disability Funds, which helps put tools in the hands of people who need them. You're right. And what makes us better than the Shop Sounds podcast available on Apple and Spotify right. is that <laughs> our KM Tools sponsorship gives back to the community. Yeah, every month we're giving away a $50 Cam Tools gift card. All you have to do is sign up on Patreon. And today is the big day. Oh, we're the, doing, yeah, we're picking the, the winner. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, I have yeah. a randomized spreadsheet that's going to pick oh, the winner. Yeah. Keith, how many times do you want me to refresh the page to pick our winner? 17. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. The winner is Don Patterson at What's Nest What's Next Woodworking. Fifty dollar Cam Tools gift card right there. Boom. Whoa, done. It's in the mail, Don. That's John. All right. (laughs) So Don, uh, stay tuned. We will send you out an email. Did Don win? 
a month or two ago? I don't think so. <laughs> well, even so, are I you mean, not that... tracking who's winning? No. I mean, I don't think we have a rule against <laughs> winning repeatedly, do we? I don't think so. Yeah. So. Well, you won we, again. We make the rules. Whatever you want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well. All right, housekeeping's out of the way. Yeah, let's get in with the show. Yeah. Keith, thanks for joining us, man. I know. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to uh, spend a couple yeah. hours with us. Hours? What? Yeah, this <laughs> is an AWP. <laughs> my agent told me this be Oh, my God, minutes. yeah. <laughs> AWP, you start at 9 and you end at 1 in the morning. Well, that, yeah, that oh, was how man. mine went. Yeah. And, like, when I went on, like, a uh, coffee, you know, he texted me. He was like, hey, can you go on? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I had already had like a beer or two beforehand. <laughs> and then I didn't realize we we're going to stay until one in the morning. So like I got up out of the chair and I'm like, Oh, Oh God. Yeah. I've never been on a podcast where I took multiple bathroom breaks and it's right. totally acceptable. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we won't keep Do they that all long. stay that late. Yeah. yeah. Like, really? They wow. do a, like an hour long pre-show, like a one and a half to two hour long podcast and then sometimes i just sit around and you know bs afterwards wow maybe i'm old but i don't know if i have the endurance for that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good word for it yeah that's a lot. Keith, you and jason you are like you guys are just like main show snap after show aren't you, you just get right to it exactly yeah there's no break yeah you should do bathroom break because we have small bladders <laughs> i have a bladder of a hummingbird as well but Generally, we just power through. Yeah. He's got to put his son to bed, and I got to put myself to bed. So Fair. it's a whole. <laughs> and the cats. We train the cats. <laughs> Which is, he's Don't in bed right here next to me. You got Jerry? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, it's really, Let's it's, see him. There he is. Oh, oh, nice. oh look at that. So, yeah, what was yeah. the official count on how long it took you to finish that new uh, studio that you're in? Was it over a year? Golly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it. I had high hopes and all the the pee and vinegar in the world to get it going. Got all the, you know, it was a closet before. So I got all the wire racks out of here. And then, like every other project I have and start, I hit these <laughs> creative design roadblocks. I'm like, what do I really want to do? Do I want to do a desk here or this window? And so it's just spirals out of control and i can never make a flipping decision and that's what happens things just take forever yeah. is it the I mindset like, that like whatever you build you're like this is going to be permanent and i i like for whatever reason you think you can't ever change it and you're like well, i'm gonna build it. it's got to be perfect from the get-go well think of it this way if i it takes me this long to build it right imagine how long it would take me to tear it down and rebuild it again if it wasn't right so <laughs> true <laughs> Well, then yeah. I guess the, the follow-up question is, is it perfect now or are there things that you wish you could change? It just needs to be added on to. I need to put a little more soundproofing in here. This whole back okay. wall with this uh, paneling or whatever is going to be cat beds. So it's going to be a little cat wall behind oh, me. Oh, cool. So I it's got like a more Steve Ramsey catification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that way they're not sleeping on my desk while I'm yeah. very... Or playing with the remote control while I'm trying to <laughs> podcast. So, and I do want to put maybe something on the ceiling a little more, but get some picture, more pictures up in here, make it a little more cozy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's really it. Nice. So, Nothing what's structural? Go ahead, Zach. 
Well, Eric, do you you don't have any soundproofing in your office where you record your voiceovers? No, do you? I'm in a terrible apartment. I'm in the second bedroom <laughs> of a terrible apartment with these <laughs> off beige walls and brown carpet and and baseboard that's your room and it's pretty much the worst like acoustically treated room. Oh, it's yeah. just nothing but empty walls and flat surfaces. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know, like, I got really obsessed with acoustically treating my rooms for a little bit. And then I realized I don't think anybody notices. <laughs> well, I think for, because uh, I was in my master closet forever. So it had tons mm -hmm. of clothes. It was the perfect yeah. soundproof yeah. booth. Yeah. But now in here, it's obviously a little echoey. But I fix, I do, I don't know if you guys have used Adobe Podcast Enhancer or Voice Enhancer. I take Every time I do a voiceover, I dump all my audio in there and it gets rid of all the echo and you can change mm -hmm. the percentage that it enhances. Right, it right. From the yeah. and, and I do that with the podcast. So like right off a raw audio file off this mic in here doesn't sound great yet. But okay. post, it's fine. But I do want to add a little bit more soundproof. Like people saying above, like in front of me, I have two big pillows and one fluffy cat, but it's really not absorbing everything yeah so it sounds pretty good on the stream though i mean obviously oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it sounds fine to me okay yeah. good yeah, yeah my hack is though i have my gain on my mic set to like literally one tick above off and then i'm like <laughs> two or three inches away and it seems to work fine that's why i do all my voiceovers in here i have nothing hmm. mm -hmm. there's carpet but that's it well that helps yeah, carpet carpet yeah. helps a lot actually so, Keith, you just finished that massive office. What's going to be the next project that's going to take you years to complete? Anything exciting? Well, I'm currently building a Tiger Maple bathroom cabinet for a, a friend of mine from high school who survived breast cancer. Um, so she loves this heavily figured wood. So it's, it's actually going to be a cabinet that sits on her double vanity in her bathroom. So a little okay. unconventional. Okay. But it's going to be kind of a statement piece. But I do not work with figured woods. That's um, what I was going to ask. Yeah, it's like, it's stressful. It's uh, this, you just get tear out every uh -huh. every turn or every cut, um, and there's just not a lot of room for error here. And I thought I bought I bought I think I started with 50 board feet of curly maple, and I was like, oh, this is going to be plenty but you forget when you're building an entire cabinet with drawers sides top shelves all out of solid wood how quickly that stuff goes right mm -hmm. so yeah i'm out um so, I've had to, <laughs> so for the back panel which was going to be kind of shiplap um pieces tongue and groove i'm now i ordered some veneer and i'm veneering three ace baltic birch plywood for like a solid uh, back nobody will make it a little bit no, that's a, it's just, and then it, well, then you just, you know, we're talking about how long these things take. Cause then I hit a design problem. Like should everything be that curly maple with that orangey kind of dye stain? Mm -hmm. Like I, sometimes it's overwhelming. Like the drawer box is that the inside back of the cat, it's too much. So yeah, I've been working with my ball, my buddy, Paul at copper pig, at fine woodwork and kind of figuring out like, the best design for this and like where to be a little more subtle. So it's not easy. Um, yeah. So, but that's I have until I, this. I got myself into. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there a deadline a real, for this one? Yes. <laughs> There's not a deadline necessarily for the project, but this 
for this video, I have a sponsor, which it has to be in February. Um, oh, yeah. And so I have to finish building this, get the ad spot approved, get the video edited and ready to post before the end of the month, by the way, and deliver this cabinet to Maryland, which is eh, four or five hours away. Get it installed. Glamour shots, all that intro, okay. outro. Right. And then, you know, Workbench Con is what? I leave the 28th. So I have yeah, it to yeah, the yeah. 20, 27th. Yeah. Which, so, you know, three weeks so, three weeks sounds like a long time, but not no, in the KJ calendar. Yeah. I was going to ask, so the delivery of the finished product is going to be in the video as well? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's, that, yeah, that's, that's tight. <laughs> I mean, because it has to be the way this thing is being built. Um, because it's going on top of a vanity, there's a three-quarter inch backsplash that I have to cut notches for in the side so it goes flush up against the wall so that has to be done on site and yeah it's just you know i want to i want to get the client's reaction like when it goes yeah. in and all that so yeah. yeah typically yeah i don't really care about that it's just like get the show the project in your shop get it done get it over with but this one's pretty special yeah that's so i mean that certainly simplifies things like just being able to finish it even if you don't finish it to your level of satisfaction you know you have a deadline you're like okay i'll just mock it up make it look finished do some glamour shots do the outro and then i can go back and tweak things and make it look as nice as i want but right yeah yeah this, that's a tricky situation that you got yourself in there yeah so it's uh yeah and then i agreed to it Another sponsor wanted a video for something that I have to have done by next Wednesday. So I have to film and edit that, but <laughs> all in the midst of this. So, yeah, I might just take all of March off. Yeah, that's, you should. <laughs> that's how I feel, too. I, I committed to like, you know, uh, our agent was like, oh, yeah, like, can you do something this month? I was like, yeah, sure. And then they're like, OK, well, the brand is going to be out of office for the next three weeks. So, like. Once they get back to you, you'll have like two days to do any edits. I'm like, oh, jeez, what? <laughs> Who takes three weeks well, off in February? Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. what that's I thought. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I signed up for another one at the end of February too. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm gonna put out like two videos in like a week. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 Oh. Mm, you know how that well. works. <laughs> but you have you have the advantage of having a nice back catalog of yeah. videos that you can just kind of pick up and stick the sponsor read on. And, yeah. yeah. Do you know that? Do you know my strategy, yeah. Keith? I, I don't. Tons of videos, and then I just slowly release them. You just wait. I just wait. How like I have like completed videos. Uh, how many do I have complete right now? Yeah, they're ready to go. I've got one, two, three. Locked and loaded. <laughs> four call it four and a half to five okay okay wow John. many crickets yeah i know right it's crazy but, but even I mean, client like... builds are any of these for clients or these are just projects no. you come up with no no okay. no 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 zach and i gave up client builds a long time ago <laughs> mm. and i yeah. thought you did too keith <sighs> well, I was supposed to after this one and one more I have after this was supposed to be the end for a while. And, you know, Jason was right. He's like, dude, you're, you're just going to get sucked right back. And I've already got a call from a previous client. Now he wants a dining table. My sister wants this and that. I, I can't get out, <laughs> which so it's fine. Is it gives you stuff to build, though. It gives yes. you stuff to build. But how do you how do you swing a Keith if a client's like, oh, I want you to build X? But you know that X doesn't make for a very good video. 
Or how do you like how do you approach that? It's like, oh, okay, this person really wants a dining room table, but I've already done three dining room table videos. I don't know if I have uh, a good like hook that I can create around that. Great question. And I've been very fortunate where most of the projects presented to me are things I haven't done before. Uh-huh. However, I got an email the other day, hey, we'd like to order two of your the end tables that you built. I'm like, I don't build stuff twice or whatever. But then I was like, then they wanted them walnut. And I was like, that video I put out years ago and it got like 2 million views. I'm like, you know what? Uh, well, I can okay. just reinvent that. I have all yeah. the jigs. It's going to be out of walnut now. I'll just take a different angle on it um, and I'll build them. But that is, that's what I'm always worried about is it typically if it's something I do not want, I just price it way too high and I tell them it's going to be yeah. 10 to 12 months F and they move price. on. Or, or I don't ship like a lot of people yeah. all over the country. Like, you know, do you, sh- no, I don't create, I don't ship. It's just too much risk, too much yeah. effort. Yeah. That's what my day job is in is, is like logistics and stuff like that. People don't realize, oh, you want to ship a piece of furniture? It's minimum going to be 500 bucks to sh- send mm. it somewhere. Oh, that doesn't shock me at all. That no. seems. But like 500 to 1,000. If you want to s- yeah. ship like a dresser, easily $1,000. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and that's, does that include crating it up and all no. that? Or is, no, that's just, you drop off a box and then they transport it for you. Right. Right. Wow. Oof. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a day to build a crate. You got to go get the plywood I, and whatever and then I, build a crate. With the price of plywood these days, what's a crate cost? A couple <laughs> yeah. hundred bucks, right? Several hundred yeah, right. dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're yeah. looking at like fifteen hundred bucks plus half a day's worth of work just to just to ship the damn thing. Not worth it. No. Yeah, no, definitely not. And then like the headache of you know they they open it up and they're in South Florida, right? And they're like, hey, I uh, keep this <laughs> dining room table cracked. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's well, real good. Sorry. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, I don't guarantee for climate change. Uh, yeah, ever, I, that's exactly. I don't want to worry about that. Do you ever change your prices depending on how interesting the build is? Like, if you think something's going to be like a hit YouTube video, you're like, oh, I would have made that for free. Does that affect your pricing <laughs> then? <laughs> yeah, I get asked the pricing question all the time. What What did that charge? What did you charge the client? And I, I never give the pricing because I yeah. always give concessions because... I know I can make money on the back end, um, you know, with sponsors or putting that content in other places, Facebook or wherever. Um, so if it's an interesting project and I know first, obviously, my first approach with any client is what's your budget and what's your time frame. And right. if I can kind of work within that budget and it's a cool project and I don't make a good video, then, yes, I give price concessions. So that's why I don't like giving prices out to people in YouTube comments. Yeah, makes sense. Because it's it's not apples to apples. And, yeah. you know, uh, the prices on these things vary greatly across the country from, um, you know, who you are, what the labor rate is in your area. Like I, we did this project or I did a, a huge built-in, a 15-foot built-in. I've got, I don't know how many, uh, how much did you charge the client? And, you know, the build was like $35,000. But if I said, oh, it's 35000 like people, oh, how much? And then I'm like, that's it? And then like all the, because I had, you know, we had demo, we had an electrician, we had drywall yeah. work, 
it yeah. was two hours travel each way. I was working with another cabinet maker right. there's, and it was in Philadelphia. There's a, there's so many variables when you price out something like it's not a standalone yeah. chair. Yeah. Right. So yes. it's very difficult to just give prices out to people. And I know they want to like, see if they're in the right range when they're pricing their stuff. But you know what, if you're making enough money and you're comfortable with what you're, then your prices are fine. I, it's the pricing i am going to do a video on pricing and why um it's impossible to really make all the money that you would you should based on your hourly rate you know customers don't want to hear oh i have to charge you eight hours because i got to go to the lumber yard i got to pick out this lumber i got to bring it home on first round of mill and that's eight hours of work right there and i haven't even Mm -hmm. built anything you know and if your day rate is 750 to a thousand bucks a day that's Right off the bat, that's that, and I haven't yep. even done anything or charged right. for materials, yep. or so, consultation and, and design and stuff like that. The mm-hmm. emails back the and emails. forth, and the phone calls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really tough to quantify. Like people, so t- to tell people you charge a certain thing or you didn't, you know, in this game, it's just difficult. Like if I was just building furniture and not creating content from it it would be a whole uh, first of all i wouldn't be able to make a living it's just impossible no (laughs) i mean number one for how slow i build and number two just it's i don't know anybody who just builds furniture and makes a good living yeah Um, that doesn't like who doesn't write classes or something write articles or sell plans or create content or whatever other passive income streams it's just very difficult. You know, if you want to live very humbly in the woods of Vermont, then yeah, it's possible. But I would live in New Jersey, man. Bored. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't you get bored if like, oh, you're gonna build the, you know, the Jerry coffee table, <laughs> table. every Ooh, single yeah. week? Yeah. <laughs> yes, very. Like that's why I don't want a line of furniture where I just like, oh, you want this end table with that? Like that just seems so like where I feel like that really stunts your creativity. Right. Um, now you can yeah. get much better and more streamlined at building those things and faster with jigs and efficiencies. But in I the think end, that's a big part of it. That's where a lot of creativity comes back into it. It's like, okay, you take the creativity out of the, the construction, the design and it goes, you're being creative about the process of making the yeah. thing. Like how can I shave as many minutes off this as possible to maximize how much money I'm making per unit? Like a cutting board business, which sounds yeah. awful to me, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. but what sounds worse, like work, you know, because I was in manufacturing and printing for twenty years, which I did enjoy. You know, that's what I went to school for. But looking back on it now, like, would you for people who just don't like their jobs, they're stuck in a cubicle or an office right. with a boss they don't like and a commute they hate. You know what? Building cutting boards and making a hundred grand a year doing that, yeah. if you can really pump. Yeah. And you're working from home. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It would drive me nuts, but I can. So would working in a dead end job. Right. True. Yeah, I mean, you, could, true. you could knock out a lot of audio books, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> very true. Are you an audio book or a music guy, Keith? I listen to absolutely nothing in the shop. Really? Oh my god! Because I film monster. on my phone, so oh. you don't have two phones yet. No, I do, but I, I just get distracted with. I don't know. I, I just work in silence. I know it sounds 
horrible. <laughs> but sometimes I'll have the TV on, you know, if there's a sporting event of interest yeah. or something. Or I'll, if it's late night, I'm out there, you know, I'll pop on some old episodes of Top Gear or whatever, or Seinfeld. But other than that, it's really just quiet. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy. It's no, it does help you. It definitely helps you focus yeah. in on what you're doing if you're not distracted by anything else. Yeah. I noticed like a big improvement in in terms of my efficiency when I'm not listening to audiobook or something like that. Because you're, you know, you're like, oh, I I wasn't paying attention because I was listening to my book. I forgot a measurement or something like that. Yeah. When yeah, you're, I don't need any more distractions <laughs> for yeah. the mistakes I already make. When, when you're, like, dialed in and just focused on what you're doing, you're already thinking, like, a step ahead about the next thing. It's like, okay, I'm done on the table saw, and then I'm going to, you know, go head over here to the assembly table. I'm going to grab my glue bottle on the way. It does add a layer of efficiency and, like, I don't know, just being productive if you just focus on what you're doing. Right. Yeah, I mean, the phone is distracting enough for me checking everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I always I like. I'll I'll hop on Instagram and like every time I see Keith, it's like Keith was active three minutes ago. I was like, does this guy ever get off Instagram? <laughs> it's just I never shut my app, so it always shows that I'm on there. Oh, you know that's why people are like, are you always? I'm never, rarely on Instagram. I'm more on you. I'm you know just checking numbers. That's all I do. Right. Yeah. Checking right, numbers right. on YouTube, Facebook views, whatever. Yeah. So your Facebook Facebook is going pretty well now. I know we had briefly talked about this, you know, when we were talking back and forth that one of your goals for 2024 is like stop wasting time on stuff that doesn't make you money. So Mm. like what do you what are your goals for 24? Like what things are you focusing on and stuff? Well, my original plan was to get out two YouTube videos a month this year, but wow, flipping impossible. I just even (laughs) it's so hard. I just you know because all my projects are just (laughs) take more time because every project I want to do something different and learn something and become Mm -hmm. a better woodworker, and you know Jason's the other way. He's like, dude, you got to stop being such a perfectionist to be more successful on YouTube. And my argument is, I don't think so. Um, yes. I mean, I'm d- mildly successful there between there and Facebook and make it make a good living. I'm not as successful as him, obviously, putting out a video a week. But man, the stress of that is I mean, you know, it's a young man's game. I'm almost 50 over here. I, you know, I'm not I'm more yeah. on the cruising. Just, you know, as long as I'm comfortable and pay the bills, uh, I don't yeah. need to be going balls to the wall sorry mary uh <laughs> you know, already put i'm already working seven days a week and it's it's enough already so so you're not gonna just produce 15 instagram reels a day and get paid absolutely nothing for it oh, boy yeah i know i <laughs> I stopped posting on Instagram a long time ago, unless it was a sponsored post. Right. I put up a couple this past week just because when my number, when I start losing followers, I'll start posting again just to kind of build me back right. up to my yeah. to my number. Helps the ego a little bit. But then I realized why I don't post. Like I can't keep up the comments, right? And the messages. Um, it's so, a grind. Yeah, and and again for no money. Like before, yeah, when no there were money, reels bonuses yeah. and stuff. You know, now there's ad. I just got an offer the other day to do an ad bonuses, whatever Ooh, that yeah, is. Yeah, I did too, and I was I'm glad you mentioned that because I was meaning to check to see so if I'm it came up because we always share even... this with people. 
about the absolutely nothing that that Instagram pays. <laughs> yeah, it's like a YouTube short <laughs> revenue. Like I make twelve cents a month over there on that. Which, yeah, YouTube Shorts is another waste of time. Seven cents. Dude. All right, I'll buy How do they expect? How do they expect people to <laughs> want or motivate people to, to post on the platform? What's the What's the motivation? I don't know. Yeah, I actually canceled my um, Instagram verified thing because oh, yeah, I was I saw having that. yeah, saw I was that. having trouble with Facebook. I, I know we had talked about it, Keith. Like uh -huh. the whole you know not getting monetized even though i am monetized and all this other nonsense so i was like oh part of the instagram verified thing is that you get access to customer service right so i was like great i'll reach out to them they literally replied with just like totally robotic blanket it's statements yeah and like, what am i paying for generally like yeah. just, what are you paying 16 dollars a month for i don't mm. think you get anything yeah, I, I don't know. And I feel like, you know, after the Facebook Reels bonuses ended, they're like, we need a way to get all our money back. So they're like, we'll verify everybody. And I'm sure they made probably all that money back that they, they spent on the bonus program and then True. some. And yeah, now they probably. just now they just keep piling it on. So Yeah. It's yeah. I mean they did the right I feel like they all did not the right thing, but did a very useful thing to the community to get more people to post content by paying them for mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd love to see their numbers once they stop those bonuses, what the actual usership on the platforms, how much it decreased. Yeah. I'm, to know. I'm also curious because from what I've heard from other creators, I wouldn't know because I'm a Canadian, but uh, Facebook <laughs> pays quite well for, no, I guess it's like mid-length content, right? It's not minute a minute content and it's not 20 minute content, but it's like kind of like in that three to five zone. Yeah. Right. Yep. So how is that business model sustainable and profitable to do on Facebook, which is, I would think Facebook has less viewership than Instagram does, but I could be wrong about that, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how it's, how that's viable, but paying people on Instagram isn't viable. I can only imagine that somewhere behind the scenes, they're coming up with ways for people to monetize a little better, but yeah. you know, this new ad, this new ad thing where, you know, I'm interested, you know, Eric said seven cents, but I mean, I don't really Woo. plan on posting much more content, so I don't think I'm going to see anything right. <laughs> really yeah. noticeable. Um, but even for a while on TikTok, there was good kind of money to be had oh, yeah. over there. Um, so it's like these platforms have to keep enticing people to to go one way or the other. Um, yeah. YouTube is you really can't... the only one that has long, has had any longevity to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. and it, YouTube is relatively transparent in how it works, too. It's like, hey, look, we're going to give you, I think it's a 55-45 split of the right. ads that gets shown on your video with Instagram and Facebook. It's just like, I don't know, we're going to pay you however much we pay you and you're going to take it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. YouTube's had like 15 years to figure it out and everybody else is kind of playing catch up. Right. But, mm. but you can't tell me that like Instagram and Facebook, they know how much money they're going to make. Like it's. Oh yeah. But the video they, stuff, they don't, they're still figuring all that out. 
I mean, yeah, to to some degree, like they they must know at this point yeah. how much uh, ad placement in feed and Instagram is worth, or ad placement on the Facebook page is worth, right? Like they have hundreds of data scientists employed at these companies, right? Yeah. I'm shocked they don't put just like a a small like banner overlay on your reel, like you know you're you're yeah. watching the reel or whatever, and then it's just like Pepsi. Like, and then like, you could click on it. They're like, <laughs> KY Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They, they got to figure something out. Because yeah. I truly, I think Instagram will be dead in the next year or two if, if they just keep doing this. Because like you said, Keith, why would I waste my time? Yeah. Well, it depends. Like a lot of people are on there because of their business, right? They're promoting right. products they're making and they're selling. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not on there to sell furniture. Um, you know, if someone pays me to sell a product, I'm happy to do that. But other than that, like I don't I'm not I'm not there to get people's furniture business. No. Yes. Some people yeah. are, but I am not. So I think uh, for a lot of people it is a good place for them to advertise their business and get potential customers. Right. That's not why I'm there. I originally was just there to share my stuff and then found this whole community, which has been amazing over these mm-hmm. last six or seven years. Met so many people mm-hmm. um, and become such a better woodworker, more creative because of it all. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the amount of inquiries that I actually get from Instagram is very low. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's, it's kind of sad to think about because you're right, Keith. Like there are. It, it's kind of dying now, but for a while there was a really vibrant community. Like I met some great people, like you know Eric and Derek. Like I, I, that wouldn't have happened without Instagram, I don't think. Right. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it would have. But you know, a lot of my friends <laughs> in the woodworking community, I only met because of Instagram. And mm-hmm. very if true. That goes away. Like that's I don't know. That's gonna be kind of sad. <laughs> so I think there's so. It's funny. And the other day I was because obviously the sticker swaps over the years, right? like mm-hmm. my cabinets in my shop are covered with stickers and i just started looking around at all of them and i'll bet you 25 percent of them are still active on instagram the rest right. of them are right. just gone it yeah. was just a fleeting moment they realized oh, this yeah. is too much work i'm not getting yeah. any, any um there's really no reason for me to be here and you know they've probably made their friends and they probably still interact with them but as far right. as posting content yeah. not worth it. i uh Eric and I always joke about the engagement groups that we used to be in back in the day. The pods. The pods pods or whatever. And everyone, I'm I'm still in like a group chat for from one of these Instagram pods that I used to be in. And every time I go and check on it, you know, I check it in every once every three months or something like that. And it's just the same people complaining about how they're putting in so much effort and getting nothing out the other side. Mm -hmm. They do something different. Right. Well, and I want to like grab them and shake them. And, like, go to YouTube. Go to go to Facebook. Right. Like, go go somewhere that actually rewards you for your hard work. But right. Yeah. It's it's very frustrating. So, Keith, how many of these pods were you in? Do you remember several years ago? Any people of note that you met for the first time in the pods? I mean, my some of my closest friends were from the now. <laughs> so I got a message from. I don't want to give the name of but said, Hey, would you like to be in our pod? And I was like, what's a pod? Like, well, you know, every time we post something, we all go over there and engage and share and help them grow. And at the time I was like, no, 
I'm not <laughs> right. Right. I have no interest in that at all. And then I it's looked a Mary at the Kay list of scam. <laughs> you know, the pyramid scheme. <laughs> and then I looked at the names in there. Okay, Anival Trades, Matt at MWA Woodworks, Trent Pressler, uh, Jeff Mack, Bourbon Moth. Um, and several others, which I forget right now. Uh, and I was That's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it blossomed all these amazing friends. I mean, Jason, obviously, and my closest friends, Paul at Copper Pig, my closest friends. Uh, Eric uh, Curtis was in there, um, one of my close friends, too. So I, I am so glad that I changed my mind on that. Right. Now, the whole, oh, built by Stevie, you know, but that whole notion of, <laughs> helping people and helping their content grow and push it and promote it. That was a little weird to me. I didn't like that part of it. Um, but the actual, like there were so many, I'm sure you guys, the same thing, so right. many great yeah. conversations in there yeah, and totally. funny and, and so many laughs were had and, you know, it extended beyond that into workbench con and into, we had a whole gathering. All of us went to Nashville, the whole pod and met down there and we spent the weekend together. Oh, crazy. And wow. You know, That's it's awesome. just, it's been, I don't, I do not know where I would be in my life without Instagram. I, hate it. I know right. it sounds silly, but the people and connections that I've made, even whether it's just regular people or companies and sponsors, all right. because of this platform, yeah. I, I would be in a completely different place and still working in corporate America probably. So, right. right. I mean, my, my, my close friends, the outside of the woodworking community, they're like, oh yeah, you do like YouTube or whatever, right? <laughs> but I couldn't. I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, that's that's fun or that's cute. I'm like, but like you could never be like, hey, so I got this woodworking question. Like none of my friends do woodworking, and then when you have yeah. you you get the whole community from Instagram and stuff. Like you could call somebody up and you know, talking to Jason Bent last night for an hour about stuff. Like you can just. Mm -hmm just call somebody and like yeah. they're your good buddies. And it's like, yeah, you met this weirdo on the internet that you're never supposed to meet people <laughs> on the internet or else you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. they become really good friends. Yeah. It's yeah, a strange sure. thing. I remember I was at, at Paul's copper pigs. This was last year and I was there with Eric Curtis and I think there was someone else and we we're in all in their kitchen and Paul's wife walked in and she's like, all right, there's too many guys from the internet in here for me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's it's very strange to think back at like right, what chat rooms used to be and oh, how yeah. creepy these things can get. And uh -huh. now they're my closest friends. All right. And amen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think anytime you have a niche hobby, it's kind of it's hard to find people locally who enjoy the same hobby that you do, right? Like what what, what like. It's got to be almost uh, one in ten thousand thing to be a, a woodworker in twenty twenty four, right? Right. So you got right. you got to meet a lot of people before you can make even three good woodworking friends in real life. But right. if you go online, you find these communities devoted to things, and then you build some real friendships. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, Keith, I got to ask the the tough question: What do you call yourself if if somebody's like? You know, you you go to a dinner party with your wife, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get introduced True. to somebody that you don't even want to talk to. What do you tell them <laughs> that you do? Are you a woodworker? Are you an influencer? I'm a cat dad. <laughs> cat dad? <laughs> no, cat dad. <laughs> and by the way, I don't like that term because I didn't father this cat. So 
uh, it's a cat uncle. That's what we're called. My, okay. my wife and I are auntie and uncle <laughs> to our cats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I tell people I'm a furniture maker. Okay. Yeah, and that I and I create content around that. That's yeah. kind of where it goes. And most people are intrigued by the furniture make. Like you know, the people still build things with their hands, so it generally leads to a conversation. Um, like, oh, that's cool. Um, so that's generally, yeah. It's not. I'm like, my, I'm not a content creator because then you always have to explain that. So, yeah, yeah. with that? furniture maker. I always Why say woodworker, and then yeah, people are like. Oh, so like, you know, you like run a whole production cabinet shop. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. You're like, so how do you make, I always, it always gets followed up with. So how do you make money? Pocket screws. <laughs> Pocket screws. <laughs> like I upload videos of myself on the internet and the people go, oh, I know. <laughs> Is that the same reaction you get? It's just like a, oh, cause people, well, they, they don't, don't understand. Know. Most people don't understand how this whole thing works as far as content and how you right. make money on it. Like if you ask most kids growing up today, like they want to be YouTubers because Mr. Beast and yeah. these, all these yep. video game channels are just making millions. Um, so, but, you know, most people like our, well, my age, you guys are younger. Like how do you make money doing that? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, you kind of explain things and, you know, I. The risk, not the risky thing, but the the scary thing for me is like, how long is this? Am I going to be relevant? Or how long is this going to last? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I think Jason. You know, I applaud, like, I respect Jason so much. I mean, because he's pumping out all this content weekly, and we, you know, and he says like, I don't know when this is going to end. So he is just, you know, right for lack of a better phrase, milking that cow as oh, long yeah. as he possibly can, and. Cause you just don't know, you know, in my case, what if I get hurt? If I get hurt, I can't work. Right. And you know, I can, I only, you know, I don't have five videos in the queue like Eric here waiting to be, uh, <laughs> to be posted. <laughs> um, so it's like, you need to be, you know, debt free, hopefully. So if I do get hurt or whatever, you know, I can right. cover my expenses for a long time and not have to work. I mean, my wife works, but, right. uh, you know, yeah. so it's, 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 you know, there's no 401k. There's none of that stuff. Yeah. All of that yeah. stuff you have to get yourself. And it's a lot different than when you have an employer. Yeah. You know, life insurance, all these things. Right. Um, so we had Matt from MWA on last week. Mm -hmm. And he, well, he announced on the podcast that he just quit. So I guess this is what? Yeah. His third or fourth day of being self-employed yeah. now? He quit his I job thought it was last, last Friday. Friday. I thought fifth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, Almost yeah. a week. You know, oh, he's coming up on a week. And so we, we had a long conversation about that is because – so Zach has worked with his dad. Mm -hmm. We have a, like a construction home renovation business. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Slowly kind of backing your hours off of that, like verging yeah. off. I still have a full-time job, but it's gotten to the point where it's just – annoying and it's in the way <laughs> and like yeah like of course you, you do make supplemental income from that but that is no longer the the main driver mm -hmm. but it's like i still have that like like you said what if if in six months this all goes away like yeah. do i stay at the job when do yeah. when do i leave right yeah it's scary when to make the job i mean for me it was easy because i got laid off so yeah. it was it was God made this decision for you then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and luckily I had positioned myself 
over the years where I had you know decent following on YouTube and Instagram. I was working with sponsors, so I could make a go at it. It's been very good so far. Um, you know, last year and the year before were incredible. This year, hopefully, is at least the same, right. if not a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? What do you want? I I can't look no, that I far can't. ahead. Like I yeah. can't like. That's kind of just, that's kind of fun too in a, a way. Like you don't know what the future is going to hold. And by the way, like you know, you were working for a company and mm-hmm. they just decided to lay you off. So that's always a possibility. And I think we discussed this last week with Matt. Like if you're working for a company, there's this sense of security. There's four hundred one k blah 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 blah. But they can also choose to lay you off at the drop of a dime. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, they shut a whole plant down. We, you know, we all lost yeah. our jobs. So at least when you're a content creator, or when you're working for yourself, you know, there might be good days and bad days, but there's probably never going to be a complete lack of work. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ultimate goal, obviously, is to create more passive income streams so you can make you yeah. know, money mm-hmm. while you sleep. But, you know, where is the time for that? Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm trying to build, build client work to create content from that. Like, so there's just a lot. And when you're, doing it all by yourself. I mean, I don't yeah. really, I, I mean, I want to try to outsource video editing, but it's just very, I just work differently than right. most people. Um, you know, I'm doing things kind of out of order or so it's, it's difficult to hand that off to someone, but I, I would like to at least to like the rough edit, like here's all my stuff, give it back to me within an hour long and then I can voice over and whittle it down from there. Yeah. But you know, my normal process is, to keep up is at the end of the day, I upload whatever footage I did and I do a rough edit on that. Yeah, that's what I do. And too. when I do that, I can, it makes such a difference. Otherwise, like my last video, I had 12 hours of footage. I just oh. sat down. I'm like, <laughs> it becomes so overwhelming to start hatcheting all that stuff up. Whereas if I had kept up with it, um, it makes it so much easier and more palatable to like, okay, it's, you know, you don't have to take such big bites at once. Yeah. Um, because like Jason, you know, I always come back to Jason because he'll he'll finish he'll f- edit in one day, and then if it's a forty minute video, he'll the voiceover <laughs> takes him forty minutes. I know. And you write a script so like us, don't you? Flipping, <laughs> I, I don't write a script. Yeah. No, you don't. No. Oh wow! I I do it all off the cuff. A lot of times, I have to do it three or four times certain sections because I don't right. like the way I, I said things. But yeah, ver- the only time I work from a script is like the intro, like where oh, I'm really okay. trying to nail the intro. But all the other stuff in between is is uh, just off the cuff and improv. Because I found in the past, I-, I tend to, with a script, I'll stay married to it and I sound robotic. And mm, yeah, it's just, you know, guys who are doing not necessarily project builds, but more like informative videos, kind of like Lincoln Street or Suman and those guys that are like, you can write out a script to all that stuff. Right. Um, the way, because of the material that you're presenting. But I feel like with my stuff, it's just like, I think this this video I have coming up next with my friend and her her cancer treatment and all that, there's going to be, this is going to be more scripted and more sure. of a story behind yeah. this. But other than that, yeah, just wing it. <laughs> I'm trying I admire, to do I, that. 
I think I, I, have, I was born with too many marbles in my mouth, and I think if I tried <laughs> to just wing it, I would get nowhere fast. <laughs> well, that's why it takes me, it generally takes me six to eight hours to voice over a video. Oh, yeah, oh. the same for me. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't feel so bad now. So I'll go through yeah. my video and watch like a little bit, and then I'll write down some stuff. A little bit. Write down some stuff. That'll make me take if it's like a half hour, forty minute video. That'll make me maybe take me an hour, hour and a half. Then once I have it written down, I can usually record all of that and maybe another hour and a half or two. So like maybe for a video, like three hours for me to to voice okay. it over. That's nice. Because I'll spend a whole. Bad. I'll spend a whole day watching a video, voicing it over, and then oh. I'll sit on it for like, I'll, I'll usually hand it off to my editor and he'll cut all the footage to match my voiceover. And then I'll watch it again and I'll be like, nah, I could do that one better. I could do this one better. And I'll go back and I'll like change them all and like redo it. Oh, you're a psychopath. <laughs> I don't have time for that. But I wanna like, I wanna make something that's as engaging as possible. I wanna have okay. something that keeps the audience like retained at all times. And if it's boring, then, mm -hmm. you know, people can click off your video at any time. Right. So I'm always trying to deliver something and have it be as dense as possible. But so, when yeah, is it always... good enough? Hmm. I mean, yeah, you can keep polishing forever. That's, that's true. But you know, you, you do hit a, there's, I don't know, there's a point of diminishing returns for sure, but I, I still stand by at least, Get it all done once and then give it another watch through and or give it like another listen and see if you can tighten it up in some places. Because you'd be surprised if you sit on something for a week and come back to it. You're like, why did I spend 30 seconds explaining this this little bit when it's like it's sh all shown yeah. in this five second video clip? I'm going to be honest with you. Once I do my whole voiceover, I don't watch my video over again. I don't have yeah. time for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either, except when I'm. I mean, then the tough part, like once it's edited and voiced over, then it's picking music and mm. oh, it's tough. so painful because you can really not, I don't want to say make or break, but you can really enhance a video with music, totally. Uh, totally. setting the mood and all these things. And I'm just oh, going through trying to find epidemic, trying to find the I just end up using the same songs all the time. <laughs> Put it at like negative 30 decibels. So it's just, yes, like, exactly. Yeah, just, you know, just a little sprinkle in there. So it's like, yeah. I, I think there's music, but I can't really. Because well, like Johnny Brooke at Crafted Workshop, he's used the same theme song. <laughs> yeah. Forever, yeah. This, on every video. And, you know, he figured it out. And that's it's smart because you don't have. That's one thing you don't have to worry. I know. About. I yeah. know. I just, yeah, there's so many small details. Like, I also, I stopped doing color correction a long time ago. Uh, I don't yeah, have yeah. time for that. You still do color correcting, don't you? Well, I have a certain, <laughs> um, I sharpen everything, and then I have a certain LUT. Yeah. Uh, what a lookup table, whatever, that pretty much works on all of my footage for my That's iPhone, okay. like in my shop, which, okay. you know, contrasts it up a little bit, deepens it because that iPhone with the, because I have good lighting, but it can also wash things out a little bit and make it look flat. Right. So that LUT um, enhances it. And the Sharpen um, will obviously make things look a little crisper. Mm -hmm. But other than that, that's, you know, some clips I will have to go in there and do a little more fine tuning if I want to. You know, I just want it to look cohesive. Right. Yeah. right Relatively. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a friggin' phone. So it's, uh. <laughs> you know, I look at some of these really polished videos you know like sawyer design or even um blake weber like they look beautiful like hollywood right movies but i'm like 
people don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just they just is the content good? Is the audio good? Like right. the audio yeah. quality has gotta be good. And is it engaging content? Like yeah. you can get good enough video quality with your phone. Right. Sure. I don't I don't disparage sure. people who use DSLRs or anything like I mean I wish I could, but the end result of that or the how much extra work that would be for me. Number one, I would kick that camera over a hundred <laughs> times and like, Oh, there's another lens, another lens. So you know, I'm just too clumsy. Um, I don't know what I've ever, it's funny. Cause like every year or so I'm like, you know what, maybe I will get a DSLR and I go through all down the rabbit hole of all the research and talk to people who use that. I like Canon. I like Sony. I like, and then I'm just like, fuck it. I, you know what? This is just too much. I can't deal. The phone works yeah. fine. And every phone iteration, the camera gets better and better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm Zach's a huge camera nerd. He's got a thousand lenses, probably got like a $5,000 <laughs> camera body. I got a DSLR camera because I was like, Oh man, if I'm going to be a YouTuber, that's why my videos it. aren't popping off. Cause I, I was yeah. using an iPhone <laughs> five that was crap. <laughs> <laughs> No, I swear, Ooh. I was using an iPhone 5 up until like 2020 or 2021. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, okay, this is it. I'm so frustrated. I put all these videos out. I never, no one's ever watching them, right? I was like, I'm getting a DSLR. That was the worst like month of my life trying to figure <laughs> out how to use that damn thing. Mm-hmm. And now like, okay, I know how to use it well. I can just pop it out, do whatever, whatever. Yeah. But... Honestly, if I could just if I could give just to give somebody my camera and they would give me the exact amount of money I paid for it, I would go back to my phone immediately. I don't believe you. I would, dude. <laughs> you have your phone in your pocket all the time and yet you still choose to use the DSLR. Well, so the thing is I want to be able to listen to music. If I could have if you could basically just give me another phone. Uh, I see. Mm. Okay. Or if it's somebody was like, hey, I'll, tra- I'll trade you my, like, give me your DSLR camera. I'll give you an iPhone Pro or whatever. I'd go, mm-hmm. done. Okay. See, so what you do is when you upgrade your phone next time, you hang on to the old one and you listen to music on it through Wi-Fi. Yeah. But see, you you are under the impression that I actually upgrade my phone. <laughs> I, I have an iPhone 10 that's cracked. Like... Well, I just, if you still got the phone, it doesn't play matter. Music. I just don't care. Mm. As far as like the, the phone, like we use an everyday phone, like it doesn't mu- matter to me. Maybe I'll just go that. buy an unlocked iPhone 15 and just use that as my camera going on. Yeah, you could do mm. that. There you go. Yeah. You know, just you put get no an service iPad. on it. Get the, no, get I'm not going to be the guy, and then you the guy that's <laughs> building like this. But then you can it. edit right on it. You can uh, literally yeah. record a clip and then edit it right away. Be like, I don't need that. Don't need that. Okay. Yeah. Throw it on the timeline. Good to go. That'd be nice. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I had a remote so I could just like. Oh, you, you know. don't have a remote? I love my remote. Oh, oh there you go. Phone. Look at there that. Yeah. How does that work? What's, what's this? Uh, is this the balloons here? Oh, there we yeah, go. There you go. Do yeah. the do the double horns. Oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That was my favorite. <laughs> uh, so stupid. Um, what were you going to say? What did you say before you got distracted by the by stupid the stupid cameras? We get stupid we get cameras. it all. So Keith, what what do you got the newest iPhone? Do you upgrade every I do. Year? Uh yeah. 
the 15 Pro Max. Pro Max, yeah. huh? Pro Max. I like the bigger screen. You know, you hey, get those the big size. Scandinavian hands. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's also true. These mitts <laughs> bigger than my head. Damn. Those man hands? Yeah, of course. Well, they're ladyfinger. I mean, I should have been a piano player, really. True, yeah. Or hand model. Uh, well, Keith, uh, you were talking about like passive revenue streams and stuff like that. How did your course go? Uh, your what, modern woodworker course? How'd yeah, that go? It was, oh, yeah. eh, not great. Um, and the what I attribute that to is the company I was working with, Teachable. I didn't read the fine print. And okay. in that fine print, it said your course is going to be offered at a minimum of $250. Okay. Now, I think we all know in our space that's just not a number that speaks to people. Sure, sure. Not when a guy, not when the wood whisperer who's been doing his guild forever has nothing higher than a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. And so, and they had never done a woodworking course before. And so I had, uh, I had a producer here and the cameraman do we, we spent 90 hours and five days filming and ooh. this whole thing. Wow. Wow. It was, we call it our own personal Vietnam and not to be little, <laughs> you know, it really was, I mean, two or three in the morning and then they're back at six and we're at, and it was just, it was hell. Yeah. And in the end we came out with, it was a, a decent product. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what we produced. Unfortunately, it was only like an hour and a half of instruction. Yeah. Whereas like the wood whisper is like six, seven, eight, it depends. If you got Morley who loves to talk, it's like eight hours of, which is all good stuff. That's what you want. You want right. all that extra detail. And yeah. they're just like, no, this, the, I was like, well, I need to go in a little bit deeper on this. Like, no, nope, that's it. We don't have time. It's like, okay. And so we had, I was comfortable with the content at a certain price point. And the price point was not $250. Number one, they started, of course, in this, advertising game they play where it's four ninety nine, but get it early bird for two ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I lost my professionalism on a lot of these calls with them because I'm like, I hate this advertising voodoo BS. Mm -hmm. This right. is like we're much smarter mm -hmm. than this. Like don't tempt yeah. me like, oh if you don't get now then you're it's gone forever. No, it's I'm like, not. Well, this is this is yeah. how it works. I'm like, this price is too high. It should be 99 maximum. It should be like 79 to start before the price goes up to 99. Like you right. just have to look at what yeah. is in yeah. our space. And uh, to me, you know, yep. even the Wood Whisperer said, he goes, I'd love to charge more, but people would crucify me. Yeah. So like he is the gatekeeper, I feel like, for, for these courses. And right. look, like everyone kind of followed suit, you know, when Four Eyes, they came out with their courses. They were like 99 bucks right around there. Like to me, that is an impulse buy number. Even sure. if they never watch it, I, people will spend $99 on something. They don't have to ask their wife, hey, I, yeah. $299. Can I, what is $299 and you got to buy $500 in materials and right. you're going to be in the shop every weekend for the next two months building this? No. <laughs> so, you know. There was a lot, you know, because this isn't a be wasn't a beginner project. Um, listen, I got I got my money back for my time and then some. Now, when my contract ran out with them, it wasn't even a con like they kind of just not went out of business, but they that whole program I was in, they cut it 
And then they're mm-hmm. like, okay, everything is yours now. You don't have to give us a dime. You can do whatever you want with this. Oh, You figure it out. But then it's like trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to adjust the website that they created on this Ugh. unbounce or whatever. Like I had to do all of these. So I was able to knock the price down. And so now I feel much more comfortable selling it. And, you know, like sometimes in my Patreon, I'll do giveaways. I'll give away a free course to, to somebody. Um, yeah. But, you know, these courses that are a little bit more advanced, um, you know, the funnel isn't, you know, we're down towards the bottom of the funnel there. There aren't as right. many people down yeah, there right. yeah. as like a Steve Ramsey beginner course. So, you know, I definitely didn't hit my projected number of what I wanted to sell. But in the end, you know, it made some money, but it's not. And, you know, I asked Brad Rodriguez this uh, a couple months ago. I was like, all right, so I had this course. It kind of ran, jumped the shark a little bit. It kind of ran out of steam. How do I continue to promote this? Like where? And he's like, you don't like, it's just like, what? I mean, how would you right. even start re-advertising that to people all of a sudden? You can have like a little plug in your YouTube videos I mean, and stuff like that. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but if people have seen the project before, they're like, or it's just like, oh, I, I think that end table's ugly. I don't want to take the course, right? Like that's what's right. challenging. Yeah, it's very difficult to for me to promote myself, especially then you're just putting like another ad in one of your videos. Right. Like, yeah. Hey, uh, if you see this, yeah, there's my affiliate code down below, and here's the links down below, and it's everything right. becomes a pitch. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get that. Which there's is why I don't even say subscribe or if you like subscribe. I don't even say that anymore. Yeah. There's a, there's a single no magic that I found to like, you know, like the five second pitch where you can be like, and by the way, I have this course that's linked in the video description. That's it. It yeah. doesn't need to be like this big thing. It's just like, and people don't find that as offensive because it doesn't, you know, it's not something they had to get up from viewing to skip or something like that. It's just, you know, right. very quick little mention. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of challenges. But yeah. so I we got some more questions for you, Keith. But okay. uh, we're gonna we're gonna do those over in the after show because we're already oh. getting to an hour long. Oh yeah. Oh timer. We forgot to announce we got new patrons this week, Zach. That's right. Yeah. Nice. So huge two shout out to our two? new two new patrons. Two. Oh my We've god. We've got Brett and this is this is gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I love these ones that stump Eric. Jerron Van Barson. So, Keith, how would you say this? J-E-R-O-E-N. Ooh, that's either Jerome or Jerron, because the O-E is usually O. Jerome. Yeah. What about... I would go Jerome. Jerome? Okay. Yeah. What about yeah. Barson? B-A-A-R-S-E-N. Barson. Barson? Yeah, I think Barson. Barson. Yeah. It could be a Boston. Yeah. It could be Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, huge shout out to those two. And also, we have our returning top tier patrons, yeah. uh, Goblin Spanker. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you like that one? That's a, apparently it's a real name. Uh, <laughs> That's on his driver's license. right on his driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spanker, do you know how, do you know how fast you're driving? <laughs> we got Dan R. Mendez, Luke Schmidt, Josh at Freedom Workshop, Corey Duvall, Dadu, and the rest of our patrons who are helping making this mediocre podcast survive. <laughs> uh, we will meet you guys over at the after show and all the freeloaders. Thanks for checking us out, and we'll see you next week. See you, everybody. Thanks for having see me on. Uh-huh.